I had traffic backed up for about an hour, and people were threatening to call the sheriff and all this stuff. I was laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Susie was hiding, trying, trying to not be seen. I think most of the kids were, too. Everybody's embarrassed. Episode 111, Life Aboard an RV with a Family of 14, Susie and Dan Kellogg. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Welcome back to another episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is your host, Travis. Today, I have a couple of special guests on with me. This is an episode that's more about adventure travel, and that's because Susie and Dan Kellogg live most of the year in an RV. Um, a lot of people live in RVs, so that's not that big of a deal. But the cool thing is Susie and Dan live in an RV with 12 kids, and they're on the road for most of the, the year. So Susie and Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's good to have you. Um, adventure travel is what I'm going to call this, but you guys really delve into a whole bunch of fun adventure uh, sports while you're out on the road. Um, kayaking, paddling, being the, your kind of your main focus, I think. Tell me a little bit about what got you going. What inspired you to get on an RV with your kids and hit the road? What is that all about? Well, you know, we started kayaking about five years ago, and then our kids got really interested in competitions. And we ended up being split up and not getting to go everywhere. So RVing, we've got an RV pretty much to facilitate getting to and from kayaking events. And then about, what was it, about a year into it? Yeah, well, that first year as we as we traveled around the state of Colorado, um, it was just an amazing adventure and, a, and a, an incredible time together as a family that we decided to take a two-month trip to the East Coast. And it was an amazing trip. I mean, we just had an incredible time together. It was such an adventure. Um, we did all kinds of different stuff in addition to kayaking. We, we did some climbing, we did some caving, um, we went to the beach and did some surfing. It was just all-encompassing and a, an incredible trip. So then when we were coming home from that trip, I noticed the kids' faces were all there. Everybody's a little bit bummed to be coming back to our house. So I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, we should just do this full-time. We should sell our house and do this full-time. And so we actually thought, well, why don't we just do that? So we initially tried to sell our home to, to live in the RV full time, but we ended up keeping the house and, and traveling most of the year. We literally came home in September, had a baby in October and left in November right. and didn't look back. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So some of the trials and tribulations of, of doing this uh, for the first time, it must not have been easy to to set out, you know, in that first two months. What are some of the things you, you learned uh, to do and not to do? Well, you know, we learned how to get along. We learned how to nip disagreements in the bud. Instead of being able to run to your room and slam the door, you literally had to sit there and work things out. You had to learn to communicate. You had to learn to compromise. And I, I think that was probably the biggest hurdle. But once you get over that and you 
stop thinking solely about yourself and have to start thinking about how to make everybody, including yourself, happy, it's really smooth sailing. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You can't exactly uh, just walk into another room and, and disappear for a while and cool off or, or take a break. You kind of have to deal with what's out in front of you at that moment. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's a good lesson to learn. Um, so you guys, let's back up a little bit. You guys are out of Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Um, if people are familiar with Colorado, it's on I-70, kind of out in the middle of the mountains, um, you know, uh, north end of uh, Aspen, you know, that area. Um, it's a beautiful area. Why, why leave that area? Uh, what inspired you to get out and see the rest of the country? You know, the, the kayaking actually inspired us to, to go beyond the state of Colorado. And we actually didn't even know there was so much out there until we really got on this adventure of traveling around to, to all these locations. And it just opened our eyes to what an incredible country we live in and how much there is to do throughout the country. There's amazing things to see all over the place. And it's, it's really, it's really an awesome feeling when you get out and you start to recognize that. And, it, you know, educationally, we homeschool our kids. And so traveling has exponentially transformed our children's education. They're not learning just from a book. They're getting out there and they're learning about cultures and diversity. And they're meeting people from all different walks of life and you know, everywhere we go, there's some sort of history. There's there's always lessons. And what you learn when you're traveling and you're, I guess everybody calls it road, road schooling, is that everything is an education. Education is everywhere. And it opens your eyes to how much you learn just by doing and being and living. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to get into it, how it is you're able to do this. Most people have kids in school are tied down with, you know, a job somewhere where they have to be in a specific area. So you guys homeschool. You obviously do school on the road. Um, how is it you guys uh, can do it as far as work is concerned and income? Well, that's where we're really lucky to have this internet where and these mobile devices where we have a can, can have a, a Wi-Fi hotspot wherever we are, um, so that enables me to work. And I'm a software engineer, so I, I can work from a laptop pretty much anywhere in the country as long as you know I can maintain that internet connection. <laughs> and it's a little self-serving that I ask that I'm in a similar situation. Um, I was looking at at going on the the road in an RV with my family, and I came across you guys, and of course was really intrigued um, with you shooting the videos for the Kellogg show. And I want to get into that for sure. Um, and in just to see how you guys live life on an RV. And it just looks like a, an amazing way to do it. And the, the, the deal with the kids being out able to go out and explore what it is they're learning about. I saw you guys were in DC, um, you know, showing the kids how our government operates and just to be able to walk the halls, um, out there and, and understand it really kind of puts things in perspective for them, I would think. Absolutely. It was perfect timing too, with all the elections and the new speaker of the house. It was just perfect timing to be, they've been watching all the debates. It was just really amazing for them to, to be able to see how it, you know, the Capitol, when you take a tour, it's not just about the here and now. It also teaches you about the history of how the government was developed and how it's been transformed over the years. And so that was that was just a great example of how education is everywhere. We just happened to be passing through and took a tour. 
Yeah, that's perfect. So how do the kids handle it? Um, obviously, they enjoy it. You guys, how long have you been on the road doing this, and how are they dealing with it today? Well, it's been three and a half years since we first took off on the road. And uh, our oldest daughter, she stayed with us for a year and a half of that. Um, and so far, the rest of them, our, our oldest son is 19. Um and they're they're still really into it in the the experiences that they get uh, traveling around and the the different areas that they want to go. And we actually involve them in the decision making of where we're going to go. I mean, it's not just us dictating, hey, we want to do this. Um, but everybody has input, and we'll actually even if even if it's just a handful of people that want to go to one certain area of the country, we'll figure out a way to make that happen. And uh, so it's a, it's an adventure for everybody. So that, that keeps everybody um, everybody involved and, and everybody having a really good time because everybody's input is, is encouraged and, and uh, you know. That's good. So they're, <laughs> they're feeling like part of the team. That's a good thing. Dan, how do you – where do you have a workspace? How do you find some quiet time to actually get your work done? Well, that's the good thing about the laptop. So – we do have a back room in the RV that I can close the door and move to the back. Um, in the early morning, I'll move to the very front and sit in one of the, the nice, comfy high back chairs. Um, at times, I might need to actually go somewhere else to, you know, maybe a, maybe a coffee shop or something or, or just some quiet space in, in the surrounding area. So I'm, I'm, I can be really flexible because uh, working on the laptop. But the main thing I like to try to do is to get up really early ahead of everybody else and really try to get the work I need to accomplish done, um, hopefully by like around, say, noon, so that I can be involved in the adventures and we can all take it off together. Because that's really what this is all about, is us doing things together as a family and, and having these adventures together and, and bonding and experiencing everything together to, to really make – these memories that are going to last a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. I think the bonding is a, is a big deal uh, in what we're talking about. Um, do you feel like they, the kids are, are getting, uh, are, are better together as a group like this? Or, you know, I think a lot of people out there might think, well, I can't imagine my kids all cooped up on an RV together at the same time. They'd probably be after each other and trying to kill each other. How are they, are they becoming better friends as siblings because they are in such close proximity or how's that working out? Actually, it's, it really surprised me in a, in a way. I, I really didn't think we could become closer together as a family than we already were, but that's actually what's happened is that everybody's become closer um, because they're experiencing all these things together. And that's not to say that they don't have their moments or that they never fight because they sure do. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can tell, you can see how um, older siblings will take the young, younger siblings under their wing as they as they are learning new things and trying to, uh, new things. Um, and Grady and Brody get together. Those are our oldest two boys. They're getting together on and, and planning out a lot of the different videos and things that, that they're working on. Um, there's just a, a lot of ways in which um, they come closer to, to become closer together as a family unit. Yeah, that, that's interesting. That's kind of it's similar to way the way society used to be. You know, it, we used to grow up in a very tight knit family in a very small community um, and often a small dwelling. 
And that's how life used to be. You know, now we're very spread out. We're on Skype, on Twitter, on Facebook, and we're communicating via email and electronically and, and people really aren't in touch anymore. So I think what you guys are doing is, is a little bit of a, a return to the past. You know, if you think about it, I think it's awesome. You know, too, and when we're on the river, uh, there's scenarios where, you know, a, a younger sibling is just learning some of the, the kayaking uh, techniques and might end up swimming in the river and then they're being rescued by their, their older siblings. And so they're always playing that kind of a role, too, where the younger siblings are looking up to their older siblings and and uh, for not just for teaching them, but actually to rescue them out of a situation. And they, they know that they're they can depend on them and they're there and going to help them in anything that's, that, that occurs. Um, and the older siblings, they all look forward to those opportunities to, to help their younger siblings. Yeah, that's a great opportunity to build that that trust and that uh, that oneness with your with your siblings. So there's a lot of good, obviously, that that comes out of this. Do you think there's any downsides to to raising children this way? Huh. You know that there, there really there really isn't um, any distinct downsides to, to this whole adventure. I mean, there's there's. Which can explain why we've been doing it for three and a half years. You know? <laughs> we, people didn't think we would last three weeks, you know, and here we are three, three and a half years later into this, you know, there's, there's so much adventure and there's so much to see and you push yourself, you know, you get out there on, on rivers or, or more difficult climbs or, you know, just educationally, you know, our kids, I'm not sure that our kids would be following the paths in their own careers that they are now at such a young age had they had they grown up in a traditional manner you know our oldest son has, has started a production company and he's already booking weddings and and special occasions for people you know it, it's it, this way of life is just I, I don't I don't even know how to explain it from the youngest to the oldest they're all thriving and yeah. and Susie and I were we're having the time of our life to, as well. I mean, it's it's really been an incredible experience so far. So um, everybody asks us, when are we going to stop? When is this going to end? And we just answer, well, when it when it no longer is working for us. So right. so far that that uh, there's no end in sight. Oh, that's good. When it fizzles out, but hopefully it doesn't fizzle anytime soon, right? Right. right. I think what would be in people's minds is, well, what about their friends? You know, kids need friends, and I, in my own opinion, I. I would think that the value that that your kids are getting with the the relationships they're developing with their parents and with their siblings far outweighs um, those friendships. They'll have time to develop friendships in the future, but I think there are a lot of uh, folks that kind of wish they would have grown up being closer to their family, their family members um, than than they might have. Uh, so I think ultimately what you guys are doing is a great thing. We don't, we agree with you there. And friends are fantastic, but they're no replacement for family. And our kids have friends in every single location we go to. You know, if we go to Columbus, Georgia, they hook up with their buddies there. If we go to Canada, they hook up with their friends there. California, it's the same everywhere. They know people in just about every location because we've been so many places. And the good places, we we continue to return. And so they're able to get that socialization and they're able to to get out there. And I think they're so, more socially advanced than any of their peers because of this. 
they can carry on a conversation with a two-year-old as well as a 90-year-old. They're, they just, they're just very advanced in their, their communicative skills and how they interact with people. Yeah, and I think that's really evident in your videos. Uh, I think that's well put. The the ability for them to just understand different societies, different aspects of society. They've been all around the country. Um, you know, we have a, a vast country with a very different society, depending on where you go in the country. And for them to just feel comfortable everywhere they go, and as they grow into adults, they're not going to be afraid one iota. You know, to go travel and see these friends that they've made around the the country and and eventually around the world, I imagine. So, we uh, I actually interviewed a, a woman named Pam Wall back in episode ninety five and ninety six, and she had raised she and her husband had raised uh, their two children on a sailboat for six and a half years, and we had a very similar conversation. But the things that your kids and her kids uh, witnessed, experienced, and the people that they got to know and interact with is priceless. Absolutely. For 20 years, Bent Gate Mountaineering has been outfitting climbers, skiers, backpackers, and outdoor enthusiasts with the gear they need. Whether climbing an 8,000-meter peak or buying your first backcountry ski setup, Bentgate is here to help. Bentgate is continuing to offer free BC 101 sessions this winter, teaching backcountry ski boot and binding setup, avi safety and beacon practice, clothing systems, and tips and tricks to make your days more enjoyable. If you don't own the gear, Bentgate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment. Bentgate also has free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a chance for hands-on experience. Be sure to check Bentgate.com for our full product selection as well as updates on all these events. This episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180TAC.com. 180TAC manufactures premier backpacking and emergency products. Whether you need a backpacking stove for your week-long trek on the trail or an emergency stove for your bug-out bag, we have the tools you need. Visit www.180tack.com. the coolest most amazing place that you've been to while doing this with your kids wow that's tough because there's just been so many amazing places um for me i'd have to say moab it's a very spiritually calming place it's chock full of adventure you've got river you've got climbing you've got hiking you have everything you could possibly ever want in moab and um it's a very it's a place where you feel extremely free I, I love you, Moab. How about you? I think I, one of the one of my favorite places is actually in in West Virginia, in the the, the uh, Gauley River and the New River. Those gorges. You're, you're so remote. You're so removed from society, and and uh, just really at one with nature, and and at the same time having an incredible experience with your family. And an adventure going down those rivers was, was, a, was an epic experience. Favorite place to go back to. 
Yeah, that's cool. And it's nice to be able to, to have experienced uh, both ends of the country like that to be able to know what your answer would be. <laughs> a lot of people can't even say that. <laughs> right. So what is, tell me a story about kind of the, the craziest moment out on the RV, uh, RV full of family members and things just, you know, it starts hitting the fan. What happened? That would have to be the awning, don't you think? Oh, yeah. You can tell that story. Yeah, we were in, we were traveling through um, New Mexico. Um, we're actually trying to swing our way around the southern um, Rockies to avoid a big snowstorm. Um, and instead, we hit extreme winds. And while we were driving down the highway, the winds literally, our awning was attached and rolled up. And literally, the, the winds just grabbed it and ripped it right off. <laughs> RV and it like literally like catapulted end over end off the back of the RV, punching a hole in the roof and catapulting down the highway. Luckily, there was nobody else on the road, like nowhere. That's wow. our first key. <laughs> that was way <laughs> early in our RVing experiences. And then when we went outside to try to like handle that situation, the, the winds were actually extremely cold too. <laughs> And we were trying to deal with that, and, and uh, the state police, I think, just were coming along, and they just zipped right on by us because they had, they had, I think, um, tractor trailers that had blown over that they were going to help, and so they just zipped on by. They had more important things to do than yeah. fix an awning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but to you guys, that's a big deal. I mean, here you are in a storm, you get punching holes in your in your home, you know, and and now you got to worry about water damage and. Yeah, that's not good. Well, all our stuff was strewn down. The, the awning pieces and parts were strewn down the highway and the, the median. So we were like, you know, running down trying to pick up all the pieces. <laughs> the police went flying by. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So tell me about the the RV. I think you guys are on your second one, if I if I'm correct. Um, how did that all come about? Well, we were actually working with the Newmar Corporation. Um, for five months over the summer this year. Um, so that's why we we're in a different RV than what we started out in. Um, we we're doing some promotions for them uh, through our videos and our social media. Um, but we're now back in our original Kellogg Show RV. Oh, okay. Okay. And that new Mar, I think, uh, you yeah, know, I saw a bunch of the videos because, of course, being interested in, in living aboard an RV, I was intrigued with the whole bunkhouse set up in the back that had a, that RV definitely had a neat setup. Yeah, if you have children and you want an RV, I highly recommend a bunkhouse. It's it's incredible because all their stuff can stay in there. And then when you're ready to go to bed or when it's their bedtime, you don't have to go to bed. You know, you can let them go to bed and then you can go up to the front and have adult time, watch movies, you know, whatever you want to do. The kid, You don't have to go to bed at 830 when your kids go to bed. Yeah, exactly. And that was a real compartmentalized setup. You guys yes. had the, the little kids back in the back, so they, they really couldn't sneak past you. That's great. So tips. Certainly there'll be some listeners out there thinking, you know what? I do want to go live on an RV with my family. Um, what are some things that, that they should know? So a little, uh, a little heads up things that you guys have gained from your experience on the road. One what? is the bunk room <laughs> for, for certain. If we had to do it all over again, that is something I would absolutely insist upon. Yeah, we've got a lot of tips, a lot of different 
things over the course of the last three and a half years of traveling. Um, we do uh, have documented almost everything that we've done and, and learned um, traveling in an RV and living in an RV. And we have a lot of tips, actually, specific tips that are available on our website, kelloggshow.com. Um, but one of the one of the things that a lot of people get bogged down, I think, by trying to plan it all out and trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, get into something like this. And I think they tend to overthink things and spend too much time planning and putting it off so many years down the road. And uh, my advice there would just be to kind of like, just do it, you know, go for it. You know, don't, don't overthink and, and over plan because uh, there's a lot of things that you just can't plan for. You just got to, you know, get out there and, and, and do it and take life by the horns. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot that you learn once you do just jump on the road and go. There's a lot you're going to figure out while you're there. You might not be in the, the right RV, even though you spent a ton of time planning and, and looking around and trying to figure out what the ideal thing would be. You're probably going to get out there and figure out, I want to go in a completely different direction. So it's a matter of uh, just just go, try it, and see how it goes. Yeah, because that's a good, advance, or a good example about you know having the right RV because we've we've experienced this um, through our 36 foot Georgie Boy, which is you know much different from the 43 foot Newmar, which is a luxury RV. It's 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 amazing. Um, so to to make that comparison and think that that's what we we needed was to have something like that, which is probably out of reach for for a family like ours. Because um, they're they're quite expensive, um, you know. Just being able to to go out there and, and really say that look this this opportunity to go on these adventures is 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 the most important thing, not what exact type of RV we're going to live in or or you know the the exact you know having you know it's kind of like comparing like having a really nice car versus having a beater car. If, you, if the car gets you to where you're going, then it's it's good enough. Focus on the adventures of life, not right. you know right. the vehicle. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think uh, a lot of people, including myself, you would I would focus on okay, how is it going to be to live on this thing? Where what you're saying is, look, that's just the vessel to go live life. Your whole point is to go live life and experience it out there. Don't worry about the little can that you're rolling around on the highway in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, you brought up a lot of. Uh, you brought up the point about tips and tricks uh, on your site. So I think that's a perfect transition. Let's talk about what it is you guys are doing because you're not just out there living and having fun. You're documenting all this stuff on, on YouTube, Facebook, your blog, Twitter, everything. Um, uh, Susie, go into what it is. What about the Kellogg show blog? What the YouTube channel is? I mean, you guys have something like 31,000 YouTube subscribers and a ton of videos. You, you pretty much have a real TV show going on over there. <laughs> For a while there, we were daily vlogging, and we're going to get back into that. On the road, it's a little bit harder with the limited Wi-Fi connections that we have. But um, we we daily vlog our life, what we do every day, and every day includes some sort of an adventure. And our blog is a lot about parenting, a lot about life, a lot about travel, great places to go with your kids, great cities, great the best kayaking towns all that kind of stuff. We pretty much talk about everything that is of interest to us that we think other people would be able to learn from. 
Okay. And then you also have a book I saw on Amazon. It was more about parenting and um, it was, what was it called? Uh, Raising a Badass Family? That's it. Yes. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> Why that name? Um, pretty much because we go against the grain for a lot of things. We homeschool our kids. We travel 10 months out of every year. And we pretty much just follow our dreams and our inspirations and don't really follow the script that's been written. And so I thought, you know, badass family, we're whitewater kayakers, we climb, we hike, we do all these sort of things. And all that has a lot to do with how we parent. You know, we've found over the years that we're much happier when, and we're better parents when we've been out with our kids doing fun things instead of concentrating on the, the state of the house or the, laundry, you know, of course, all that has to get done, but that's not our focus. And so, you know, just a, it's just a parenting book, you know, how, how we got to where we are and how we raised the children that we have. And, you know, we're quite proud of our kids. They're, they're really remarkable kids. So I really wanted to share how we got to that point. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good manual for, for those that want to kind of get off the beaten path a little bit with uh, family life and, and raising children. I can get on board with that, absolutely. Hot Air Expeditions has been rated Best Balloon Flight in Phoenix by Fodor's Travel for the past 20 years in a row and offers morning hot air balloon experiences in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area daily and year-round. Get whisked away and witness breathtaking views of the Sonoran Desert from 7,000 feet. Sunset flights are also available seasonally, November through March. Ready to cruise the skies? Give them a call at 1-800-831-7610 or visit them online at www.hotairexpeditions.com. Winter is just around the corner. Do you have the outdoor performance wear that you need? Shed the layers and keep the warmth with Sport Hill Performance running, skiing, and outdoor apparel. Sport Hill gear is worn by Olympic champions and elite athletes. Independently owned since 1985, Sport Hill is passionate about clothing for the sports you love. inspiration to you guys i know we talked about kayaking inspiring you guys to to get on the road but what what is it that inspires you about living your life this way you know that that really stems from our faith and um our faith in god and belief in you know doing the right things and what we need to do to to get our kids to heaven and then enjoying the life that we have together and making making the most out of every situation making you know finding the silver lining in everything um and really and yeah, what we really hope to do is inspire other families to empower them to to uh really seek the best out of life and and not not focus so much on what society dictates what society tells us we need and we need to do because 
um, there, in, in modern times, it seems like that's less aligned with our, our, our faith any, anymore. And that uh, really what we, what we need to do is, is to go out and try to help others. Um, and in doing so, we're, we're demonstrating that to our kids and showing them you know, how they should live their lives. Yeah, that's well said. So places that you haven't been yet. I don't know. You said you've been doing this for about three and a half years. You've probably traveled uh, quite a bit of the United States. Where haven't you been yet that uh, is really at the top of your list or, or kids' lists? Believe it or not, we have never been to the Northwest, and that is the top of our list for March. That is where we're heading in March, and we cannot wait to go. Washington, Oregon, all those places. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. I am constantly drawn to the Pacific Northwest. I don't blame you there. So what's, uh, what do your kids know about it? Are they, are they, do they have things out there that they're really wanting to see or are they things that they're specifically excited about? They want to kayak. <laughs> they want to <laughs> kayak Washington state. That's the top. That's their dream. So yeah. And the other place they really want to go. The Redwoods, is, though. They're talking about those. Yeah. Too. Right. And then the next place is, uh, Definitely Costa Rica, Chile, for obvious reasons there as well, kayaking. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, funny. It leads to my next question. You guys have traveled a lot of the U.S. Do you have any plans of going outside the country? Absolutely. We, we really are we're looking forward to venturing with the RV down south into South America. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So... Let's do a funny story. You guys, three and a half years on the road, 12 kids, two parents. There have got to be some funny stories that have come out of that so far. Well, one of the funny stories is this. This is kind of back in the beginning when I was maybe not quite as good at driving the RV as I am now. <laughs> when I went down this road and the GPS told me I could go this way and I relied on that and it ended up, it was dead end. And I had to back out with the trailer attached to the RV. And I ended up stopping traffic because the, the, literally the one side of the road dropped straight down to the river. Um, and the other side of the road, there was a ditch. And so I was hugging the side as close as I could just to let people try to slide by. And then I tried go back, going back to trying to back up again. <laughs> I had traffic backed up for about an hour. And people were threatening to call the sheriff and all this stuff. I was laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, seriously, he was hiding, trying, trying to not be seen. Most, I think most of the kids were, too. Everybody's embarrassed. Oh, half of them were hanging out the windows, trying to touch those, those cars that were going by. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Uh, I, I guess the kids didn't care, but here I am picturing Susie and all the kids hiding, and poor Dan is pretty much the only one in existence to deal with the uh, the traffic and the sheriffs. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> That's funny. Since I've become an expert driver, though, so that would never happen. <laughs> never. Well, I think that's the scariest thing for me for, for getting into RVing is we're not all semi-truck drivers. You know, we're used to our small cars and, and ways of travel. So you get into one of these things, you know you're going to get into some hairy situations with it, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. We've had friends who have told us stories that beat any movie that you could ever imagine. They've held up traffic in tunnels. They've gone, you know, road ends and they just keep going because they miss the sign that says road ends. And then they have to uh, – It's the, it's crazy. Everybody runs into 
to embarrassing and sticky situations when you're first starting out. So if you know that, I guess you could hold your head up high and just be like, everybody else has been here. Well, that's why we call it adventure, isn't it? Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's all a learning experience. So for those people, again, thinking about how cool it would be to do this, what, what are your words for them? Obviously, they're words of encouragement, but what would you say to them if they walked up to you and said, I want to do it. Make me do it. Tell me something that's going to make me do it. Really? Do it for your family. You know, it's it's we've watched our kids grow closer and closer together every single day. You know, it, if nothing else is going to make you do it, do it for your family. Travel. You don't have to travel 10 months out of the year. You can go on extended vacations. You can go on mini road trips, you know, long weekends. You can take a week or two in the summer. It's it's really a cost effective way to have an incredible family vacation. And it's the ultimate freedom to, to be able to yeah. go wherever you want. Um, and it's a, it always amazes me, too, that, that, that people say that we're getting overpopulated because they haven't left the city. You get outside the city and travel out into this great country we have, and you'll be blown away at the, at the amazing creation that's out there. I mean, there are so many cool things, cool places, and enormous mountains out here in Colorado and all over the, you know, the, the, the country up into Montana. Just it's, it's an amazing country, and there's so many places to go. It, it doesn't have to be about kayaking or about – it's about whatever you specifically are interested in, and there's something out there for everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. You can uh, you can roll roll down the road for hours upon hours, you know, just passing nothing but the the smallest little towns and uh, and and not see much of civilization. To you know, you realize how big this country really is. And in an RV, you can stop in all these places. It's not just getting from point A to point B. You you can you know right. plan your route and just you know drive a little bit each day and and hit new places and. Yeah, see new things. Yeah, half the fun is the detours you take. You know, the kids, of course, are GPS crazed, and they'll see a lake here or a river there or, you know, the biggest ball of yarn five miles north or whatever it is that they look at. You know, it's so easy just to veer off the highway and follow your GPS for a couple minutes, jump out, see whatever it is they wanted to see or whatever it is you want to see, and then get back on the road towards your destination. Like Dan said, it's not a to be it's it's everything in between that makes the the journey yeah absolutely well it's neat that the kids can speak up and say hey i found this thing can we go see it you know just to be able to to turn off an exit and and go find that cool thing that they want to see to have that flexibility is an awesome thing it is i was going to ask um when it comes to dan working wi-fi is not ubiquitous um Cell sites are are prevalent, but certainly not the entire country is blanketed. How do you how do you deal with planning and and making sure that you get to areas where you can find a suitable place to to stay overnight in the RV as well as get that internet connection that you that you need? Is that, does it take a ton of planning to do that? Do you just kind of get used to the process eventually? Well, you know, I have a. a... Verizon wireless jetpack and so that connects to the Verizon mobile network and surprisingly it works in in pretty remote areas even I mean unless we're really like deep down in a canyon or something that 
I usually will have some connectivity. And then I also um, use a, a Wilson um, power booster. So if I am a little bit more remote, um, that thing, I put that um, antenna up, you know, goes about 20 feet up in the air, and that really will boost my, my signal to help me out in some of those remote areas. I might have to come find you and uh, get some advice on that if we decide to, to do it ourselves, because that's one concern that I've had is, you know, if you need to dial in for work, you know, how are you going to do it? You know, where are you going to be? Are you always going to be in coverage? So that's definitely a concern. We definitely what about, have some connections for anybody who's interested. That's on our yeah. website, too. It's okay, a great, great deal and stuff. Awesome. Great. Now, what about planning as far as places to stay? Do you always have to make sure that you're pulling into a, a, a decent RV campground? I mean, obviously, even either one of the RVs that you guys have been on are pretty good size rigs. So how much planning goes into where you're going to stay each night? You know, we do more boondocking than anything else. So again, we, we kind of like go where wherever and, you know, we will have to find a place to to fill up with water and, and dump our tanks, you know, every so many days. But uh, aside from that, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of start looking what's close by or how, how far do I have to go to do that. Um, but uh, typically we're just, we're just boondocking in the wilderness. Down by the river, the side yeah. of a cliff. That's the way to do it. <laughs> There's no, no use in going and parking, sidling right up against another RV in a park, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to ask about boondocking. You guys have seven or 14 people aboard. You've got to go through your fresh water and your, and your holding tanks pretty quickly. We've become masters at water conservation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost absurd how well we, how long we can go without filling up. I think, you know, how big is our tank? Uh, I think it's 66 gallons, I think. We can go five or six days on that yeah. water tank. Wow. Usually we'll fill up some extra, you know, like jugs of water, five gallon jugs and things just to help help out in between so that we don't have to fill up as often. Wow, that's impressive. Well, your kids are probably going to have some of the uh, the cheapest utility bills out of any family in the country, I imagine, when they grow up. They're becoming real green. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right. So... Let's make sure that people know where it is they can find you. We mentioned your blog and YouTube, but let's give them the details, and I will also make sure I put the all the links in our show notes for the podcast. So let's start out with YouTube. We're Kellogg Show pretty much everywhere that we across exist the across the board. So on, on YouTube, we're Kellogg Show, all one word. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, we're Kellogg Show. Yeah. And our blog is kelloggshow.com. All right. Easy enough. It's K-E-L-L-O-G-G for Kellogg. So, and then also they can, people can look for your book, Raising a Badass Family. That's on Amazon. You can read it on your Kindle. And like I said, we'll make sure that we get all of that in the show notes. So listeners go check out the, uh, the Adventure Sports Podcast website and click on the show notes for uh, Susie and Dan's episode and we'll get you linked up to them. Go check out their YouTube channel. They got some awesome videos, very entertaining uh, especially if you're into any kind of water sports, paddling, SUP, jumping off of cliffs, all that stuff is there. They're just like they're they're having a blast, and uh, I think it'll probably inspire you to to go out there and do something similar with your family. I hope. So, Susie and Dan, thanks so much for taking a little bit of time and uh, telling us how it is to uh, to raise a 
a family of 14 on an RV. It's an impressive feat. I'm so glad you guys are doing it, and you truly do inspire me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye. Would you like to be a guest on an upcoming show? Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click contact us. Also, take a minute and help us spread the word about the Adventure Sports Podcast. Do us a favor and go on to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Everything helps. Thanks for being a listener. Listener.